It's time for the On All Cylinders Holiday Podcast Spectacular. Powered by Summit Racing. With your jolly host, Paul Sokolis. And special guests, Summit Racing's Alan Revisher, David Fuller, Justin Weideman, Nicole Corey, and Will Schertz. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, season's greetings, and happy holidays, folks. It is time for the first, and presumably only, uh, On All Cylinders Holiday Podcast Spectacular. Yeah, we've been doing this podcast for, for over 50 episodes now, so the staff got together and decided, you know, it was, it was high time for us to have a very special Christmas episode, right? Um, and no Christmas episode is complete without a, a lineup of special guests. For that, we called in our friends from Summit Racing. Some of these names will probably sound familiar to you. Justin Weideman, David Fuller, Will Schertz, Nicole Corey, and Alan Rebisher. This is going to be a fun one, so grab a bowl of figgy pudding, pour yourself some nog. We'll spin up some holiday tunes on the old hi-fi here. Time to kick off the first, and again, presumably only, on All Cylinders Holiday Podcast Spectacular. Welcome! Hello! Hi, friends! So, you guys ready for the holidays? The the halls are all decked, the holiday shopping list is all done? Um, kind of, it depends. I'm ready for holiday shenanigans, like my favorite thing me and my buddies do every year is on we call it litmus it's the night before christmas i have a giant pile of things that i've needed to burn for the end of the year and we burn it and we sing yuletide carols and we just live our best lives and celebrate the um the coming of christmas in the christmas shopping department i have not bought a single gift so i need to do that on the 23rd oh you're a last minute shopper huh i thought you were going a different way with the with the litmus thing yeah. your definition of that is different <laughs> than mine but i thought way. it involved like explosives but apparently not um so it kind of sort of i have these i bought 250 decommissioned cruise ship flares like four or five years ago and on christmas every year me and my buddy light a couple of those cruise ship okay. flares off okay you've redeemed yourself <laughs> Okay. I'm just cleaning out under my bed so I can hide when Christmas comes. And then when it's over, I'll come back out. Well, that sounds like a smart way to keep the three spirits from pestering you at night. Alan, are you having problems with, like, the, the ghost of Christmas past? No, I so, so far I've avoided him. <laughs> Nicole, I saw you jumping in there. Are, are you a last-minute shopper? No, I'm one of those type A people. I think I've been shopping for about a solid month. None of it's wrapped, but I was thinking about picking up my daughter a little Summit Racing engine block toy for her or the little puzzles for Christmas, so that'll be kind of fun. The puzzles are top tier, and I had a lot of fun building that. You're talking about those uh, Summit Racing puzzles you did for the video, uh, Justin? Aren't aren't those for, like, kids three and up? I was just uh, out of the age range, but uh, it was still, the difficulty was there. I was going to say, how long did it take you? <laughs> well, that's why it was a time-lapsed video, Dave. It wasn't, you know, it took a long right. time. Right, <laughs> but you look smooth doing it. I mean, I know it was a two-hour time window for you. You know, if it was a small block Chevy, it would have it been a lot easier. Yeah, but when is that never not true, right? Like, uh, oh man, if this Gen 3 Hemi was just a small block Chevy, I'd have it together now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so speaking of Christmas specials, um, since this is the On All Cylinders Holiday Podcast Spectacular and all, um, do you guys have a favorite Christmas special or, or Christmas movie for that matter? And, and bonus points if it's got a cool car or truck in it. Hey, Cousin Eddie, right? His RV. That's right. Hey, Christmas vacation's on pretty much every night, it seems like now, so you're, you're getting an extra look at that. That's the first one that jumps out for me. I had heard that the, even in the RC car world, apparently there's a thing to take one of those old Tonka Winnebago toys and take the body off and, and build an RC truck around it. I don't know if anybody's done a Cousin Eddie version, but 
I would love, well, that's just something I'm going to add to my build list, Alan. Yeah, you know, for me, I'm a big Charlie Brown Christmas guy. That's my favorite. I like all the Charlie, like all the Charlie Brown. There's not really a car in it, but I mean, Snoopy does fly a plane, so it's something water related. Justin's favorite thing, planes. But what about what about the uh, the old man's car in Christmas Story, right? I think Will actually tracked down a couple or one of the cars from the movie uh, and did a previous podcast on it. But you know that that's a classic. You know, you get the flat tire and, and the kid there with his. With his oh, potty mouth. Oh, fudge. Exactly. <laughs> Guy who owns the uh, the actual uh, museum for a Christmas story up in Cleveland, or owned, maybe? Yeah, it was sold, right? Well, he was selling it at the time. I honestly don't know what the status of that is now. Brand new ownership. I was scrolling uh, through the Facebook the other day, and they did a brand new ownership announcement, and they introduced a new owner and everything. So it is all good and well. One of the guys associated with the original film, because I, I know that there was a guy who was uh, one of the bullies from the movie, I think, was initially looking at buying it or, or had, had talked to the media about his interest in buying it. I could I do not know that much. Was it the short bully or the tall bully? Pretty sure it was the short one. <laughs> Yellow eyes or, or green teeth is, is probably a better differentiator, right? Um, uh, speaking of green, I know it's not technically a, a Christmas special or a Christmas movie. But uh, the pea green Chrysler LeBaron from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, yep. I mean that is just Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I um I could watch I could watch that one over and over and over. That one was fantastic. I mean, runner up for that is the U-Haul that the uh, polka band was in. Oh yeah, uh, John Candy's role in Home Alone. Um, uh, it was uh, with uh, the the Kenosha Kickers. <laughs> you brought up Dodge, the, uh, the 86 Ram from uh, Home Alone, the OK Plumbing, the heating van doesn't get enough love, in my opinion. Good call. And you know what? Here's here's my fun trivia for the day. Um, they say, you know, air quotes, they, um, that the OK Plumbing is a reference to Joe Pesci's character, Leo Getz from Lethal Weapon 2, I think. Um, so they kind of threw that on uh, the, the side of the van as the fake plumbing company as a nod to that movie. Ooh. Oh, Okay, 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 okay. Yep, I see it now. <laughs> when it comes to those kind of like themes like that, you know, you brought up kind of roundabout way, a lot of people's favorite Christmas movie is Die Hard. You know, Justin, Ooh. I was just going to bring that up. You know, what is the definition of a, of a Christmas movie? Because then that really expands out the, the possibilities. I mean, for me, Godfather is a little bit of a Christmas movie now, or is that just me? I mean, there's a lot of Christmas in there. It's Christmas every day for the Corleones. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so if we're loosening the definition of what makes a Christmas movie like that, um, then we got to throw Gremlins into the mix because not only does it take place at Christmas, there's a cool Volkswagen Beetle that kind of plays a pivotal role in, in the movie. Fun fact, that is the first PG-13 rated movie because they the whole microwave thing, and putting an animal in a microwave and that not being chill, but I, that was like the first scary movie as I saw as a kid. That traumatized me. I was not a Gremlins. I still, as an adult, I don't know if I could watch it and, um, all the way through without being all jump. I mean, I'm already jumpy how it is, but yeah, that one, um, that one was not fun for me. <laughs> all right, all right. We'll change the subject, Justin. If if you're starting to freak out, no problems. Um, what are some holiday traditions that you recall that involve a, a car, a motor vehicle? And to get the conversation started, I was one of the kids that was dragged around in the back of the station wagon to uh, look at the Christmas lights in the neighborhood. Yeah, my father was a big fan of exterior illumination, uh, a la Clark Griswold, and B, he knew it was easy and free to do. And being a father with a couple of young kids right now, I can kind of sympathize with that. 
my hands up. You, you know, even like doing it with my parents and my grandparents growing up, there was times like me and my buddies would go and, you know, we would all load in. Someone's mom has a minivan. We pile as many people as seats and seat belts there are in that thing and uh, go drive around and just look. You know, you go to different neighborhoods, all different, but like kind of over roundabouts where I live, there's somebody that does a Christmas vacation homage house and the entire house is covered in lights and then they have a Cousin Eddie camper out front and it is absolutely dialed. Does bumper skiing count? I do love a good bumper ski. Um, you're going to have to enlighten some of us uh, that may have no idea what bumper skiing actually is. Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's it's kind of a, well, it was a grand tradition when I was when I was a youth. Once we got our licenses, you know, first time it snowed enough that you got a nice slick road, somebody get in the driver's seat, just, just hammer the throttle and you held on for dear life. Wow. Um, Now, normally I'd be compelled to say something like, don't try this at home, but that really sounds like something you shouldn't try in any situation ever, right? (laughs) That's the thing is like, you know, me and my friends talk about it now and you always kind of talk like, we don't get as much snow as we used to, or even as young adults, you get that good snow. Me and my buddies would build, like you build an igloo out front. We built like a 13 or 14 foot tall snowman in front of my mom's house one year. That's cool. It was big enough to where to like to put the center ball on top of the, the bottom ball. We had to use like heavy equipment, like we're using heavy equipment. <laughs> I say that counts. Did anyone do the Polar Express on the train? I remember doing that, yes. Yes, I, I think I, I remember taking the kids on that one too. That That's, that's a good one. Um, that's a good memory. And then our friend Cletus down in Florida, they do the Christmas tree drags. That's another kind of tradition. I think they're on year five with that. You know, they open up, I think it's Bradenton Motorsports Park and they have a car decorating contest and do some drag racing with the cars lit up and some of them have trees in the back and everything else. So that's kind of a cool deal there. I think that one's coming up on, uh, it's still on another week or so. That's a super fun event. And that's like one of those ideas, like you're, fast asleep and you wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat and you're like i have this crazy idea we should try this yeah there's some good videos out there uh on youtube it's it looks like a lot of fun of course it's it's much much warmer down there than than up here in ohio but uh just it looks good tossing another question out to the group um what's your favorite automotive related car gift uh you've ever received for christmas oh boy i remember getting a a barbie jeep and i drove that thing all across my backyard like that jeep would die in the middle of my parents backyard and it would just get dragged by my dad to the front so he could charge the battery that one i still remember getting it at my parents house for my grandparents and it was the coolest little thing ever i felt like such a little bad chick driving my little jeep around (laughs) just like you see me rolling you know i was a big matchbox car guy not hot wheels matchboxes so I collected a lot of those and you know, a lot of accessories, cases and stuff to go with it. And then years later, I bought my son a slot car set and he liked it okay, but I ended up using that thing more than he did. I mean, I had that thing out in the middle of the living room for quite a long time. So that was a fun one too. I got back in the days of yore, it was a Tyco combination slot car track and train set. It was HO. And a little connector track, so they was so the the track and the train track would cross, and the smash ups were spectacular. 
Especially the train had cold cars because that cold just went everywhere. I just giggled like a schoolgirl and I wish I had it back. It was just that neat. I had no idea that was a thing where you can combine the, the car and, and the train. I've seen the ones where you know, the, the track crosses and the cars collide, but I didn't know you could. That's pretty sweet. It was cool. It really was cool. I wish I had it back. So me being that I'm kind of in the same theme with you guys. Like I did receive a, I did get a dirt bike for Christmas one year when I was a little kid. Um, and I still own it to this day, which is kind of cool. But then again, so 2001 Christmas morning, I got my first slot car set and was the Jeremy McGrath, it was Tyco Mattel combination um, third bike set. And you'd race them and it had jumps and everything. And it was fantastic. Also still own it to this day. But then Christmas when I was 16, I got a brand new, I should say new old stock Quadrajet in the box with metering rods and all sorts of parts and a tuning book. Man, I just thought I was uh Did the angels sing when you open up the box? No! Yeah, you know, that one was like, I just thought it was amazing. My mom's least favorite Christmas gift that I ever got though is I got a brand new set, I was 17, got a brand new set of glass packs for Christmas. <laughs> you know, if your glass packs, you have that kind of that hillbilly crackle when all the packing starts to burn out of them. I was too impatient to wait for that. So after Christmas, me and my buddies are on the back porch taking um, gasoline and I'm pouring them inside the glass packs to burn the packing out of them. And things went haywire. The back porch is on fire. The glass packs. My ankles got burnt. Like it was, it was fun. But man, I even put them on the truck after I cooked them, <laughs> cooked them properly. And man, they sounded fantastic. Did you get a lot of coal the next year for that? Uh, I did not, fortunately. My my parents, there was one year my parents, I don't know if it's real, made up the Black Elf. And if you're a bad kid, they came and took all your toys instead of giving you new ones. Oh, I wish I had known about him. <laughs> you know, they packed they packed up everything and like took it took it on out and hid it. It was it was horrid. My parents did that when um, one year when we got ten speed bike bicycles. We were all done unwrapping stuff, and then my dad goes in the garage and rolls in a, rolls in a new bike. And I thought it was mine because I have been asking for one forever. And he goes right by me and gives it to my brother. Oh, oh! I mean, you hear the prices, I mean, right, Horn? Boom, 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 boom. The saddest face in the entire world was mine that day until I had to clean up all the wrapping paper and I took it in the garage and my bike was there. And my dad laughed his ass off. <laughs> nice, a happy ending. That's good. It's good to hear. I, technically a Christmas gift. I would say it was probably my, uh, my my best and worst car related gift. I got my first car that way. It was a 96 Dodge Stratus. I just want to clarify, I did not come from a automotive like enthusiast family. So that that is the, the vehicle it was. And it was a color that I could only describe as mauve. I don't know what their official <laughs> description was for that purple, but um, yeah. No, it was not the most reliable vehicle in the world. We And uh, we also, my wife, I should say, is the one who nicknamed it, but we called it Godzilla for not cool reasons. It's because of the sound that the driver door made when it creaked open. <laughs> Mauve Dodge Stratus is notwithstanding, Will. You did bring up a, an interesting point I wanted to toss to the group here. Has anyone other than Will and his Mauve Dodge Stratus, I just love saying that, Mauve Dodge Stratus, has anyone received a car for Christmas like those fancy Lexus commercials, like with the big red bow on top of the hood? Nobody's ever loved me that much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so kind of, I guess, circling back to that is I got my first bike that way. 
I remember going on the back porch and there was this giant box. Like, I don't know where my dad found if he had to buy my mom a new washer. And this was part of the deal, like to get me a dirt bike. But it was, and it was in this giant box on the back porch. And I just remember looking at it and I'm like trying to get the, he had attached it really well and trying to get it. Then he hands me like a hatchet and it's like, I'm cutting through this cardboard. And then I rip it open and there's a brand new bike inside. And I, dude, I was giddy. I was extremely happy. And I remember my dad taking it all apart and getting it out. I'm like, oh, I got to ride this thing. And uh, putting on my, like, I look like um, Ralphie in the Christmas story in my puffy snowsuit. Getting this thing and I'm trying to ride through like a foot and a half of snow on a 50. And that was just, I mean, that's the closest I've came. But that always has to be an interesting conversation. It's just like, oh, honey, I got you a new car. I made this giant financial decision without you. It's no big deal. We spent 80 Gs, but you're going to be happy. Merry Christmas. Please save the boat. (laughs) Hey, but if you could find any car out in your driveway that Santa would give you on Christmas, like any from any era, what would it be? Like right now? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. My answer will change in about an hour. Exactly. I've thought about this too, and it's like it changes by by the minute. Yeah. Right now, we would probably be what's called a Model A V8, which is basically a Model A body on a 32 Ford chassis. And I would want it chopped, bigs and littles, and a period, a 50s period built small block ship because I don't trust flat Ford flatheads to save my life. I would that love- That is detailed. Uh, well, yeah, it's because I, I'm on the Jalopy Journal every freaking day and that's what you see. <laughs> it might take a lot of elves to make that one happen. You know any? <laughs> well. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. I'm the worst person. Like everyone says, it changes all the time, to be honest. But I guess if I had to choose, maybe a Z06. Good choice. Solid choice. And Will, you can still answer too. Would you be hoping Santa brings you a meticulously restored Mauve Dodge Stratus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be my my like second choice. I think uh, first one probably the Dodge Viper GTSR Team Orca race car. I played the crap out of uh, Gran Turismo Four back in the day and was obsessed with that thing. So that would be fun. I mean, I'd probably die in it, but still. those are cool cars. Well, Paul would have to have something that leaked. <laughs> You're actually, Alan, um, more right than you know. I'm actually going the opposite. For years, I've had a love affair with air-cooled Porsche 911s and 912s. Um, and I've got to assume that by eliminating liquid cooling, it's one less thing to leak, right? But yeah, I, I got a ride in an air-cooled Porsche 911 years ago, and that memory has just stuck with me. And it's become kind of my white whale. Every opportunity I've had to buy one that's even reasonably in my, my price bracket, you know, I've gone home, thought about it, and came back the next day, and it's either doubled in price or already been sold. So it's a good chance I'll never be able to make it happen. So, Santa, if you're listening, air-cooled 911, please. I love that answer, Paul. Um, you know, every anything air-cooled is cool. Like, I'm I'm into it, you know, as I'm, I am a Volkswagen enthusiast. I, I like pre. I like those, um, some of the odds and ends. I think for me, Toyota FJ45, because you see... FJ40s everywhere. The FJ45, which is like the truck version, is extremely less popular and coveted and hard to find. And I think one of those, restored or not with a straight panel, either way, I would be extremely happy because I'm fixing to go beat it off trees. Those are, those are tough. That would be fun. Didn't uh, Toyota bring an FJ45 resto mod to SEMA this year? Yes. Yeah, so the Toyota Bruiser is part fj45 
Dave, you brought this question to the table, and I don't think we've heard your answer yet. You know, I, I could go a couple ways. You can you can shoot for the moon for the dream car, you know, the big getter at the auctions, or you can you can try something you know practical that you're going to use, and that's where my head's at now. So, I think just a nice, simple early '70s F body type car, Camaro, whatever that you can you can do a little bit of everything with. You know, you can decide as the year goes on what you want to do, right? Show it, autocross, drag race, whatever you want to do. Uh, so. Just a nice starting point like that. I would be, I would be thrilled. Zeppelin houses of the holy eight track for it. Hell yeah, that could go in the stocking. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right. As I was trying to think up questions um, to ask y'all during the on all cylinders holiday podcast spectacular trademark, you know, we've gone through some of the basic easy ones already, but this one's kind of funny. So, what kind of car or truck do you think Santa drives around the North Pole when he's not delivering presents in his sleigh? Uh, it has to be a comet, right? <laughs> Very good. Very yeah. good. I was I was gonna say a Cadillac Escalade rolling on gold twenty fours. <laughs> <laughs> I see Santa as a um, four speed Mopar man. So, like I said, it's something heavy powered. Um, GTXs are the classiest of uh, the Plymouths, so um, I think he has a very high option. 426 GTX. He does have a skullet, so. True. I don't know. Maybe a Charger, like a SRT Hellcat, maybe? I don't know. To me, like, Santa would be a practical point A to point B guy with uh, with little fuss, and he'd probably want some, uh, you know, all-wheel drive power, so maybe like a Toyota 4Runner or something like that. So not a Mav 96 Dodge? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in all seriousness, or at least as serious as you can get on this question, I'm kind of in your camp, Will. Um, you know, Santa's decidedly old school. The dude's driving a sleigh well into the 21st century. And he's got to probably value practicality over everything else. So I'm thinking Chris Kringle rocks an old Jeep, like an old Willys era Jeep, CJ2A, 3A, 3B. You know, he'll never get stuck. And he's still got room in the back for some elves and maybe a gift or two, right? Okay, okay. What I... about a Prius? <laughs> Santa would be caught dead in a Prius. I know. Neither would Mrs. Claus. That kind of brings up another interesting hypothetical. Do they have charging stations at the North Pole? Nah. No, no. <laughs> like you said, he's old-fashioned. Trying to drum up controversy over here. How about a nice Stanley <laughs> Steamer? There you go. Stanley Steamer. Now, that's a good idea, Alan, because then you could just open up a boiler valve and pour yourself a nice cup of hot cocoa while you're driving. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, going back to that earlier question of what cars you'd love to see Santa stuff under your Christmas tree, let's be a little bit more practical and click it down a notch. What are some good gearhead gifts that you have received or that you want to receive? Maybe a specialized tool or some sort of part that you were really looking for. So I, as much as I love Quadrajets, I've moved on and I'm a, I'm a 4150 guy now. So um Vacuum secondaries is not my thing anymore. Like I, I like to have all the control at the foot. But I love. I mean, I love getting car parts for Christmas. I've got. Uh, I've got camshafts before. So my dad. My dad is a hot rodder. So my dad's really good at. Um, you know, relying to Santa on what I really, what kind of hot rod parts I would like for Christmas. And uh, you know, I wrote. I write Christmas letters to Santa too. And there's a. There's. You know, I want nitrous, a big block, and twenty eight ten fives. Like that's a. And I'm sure he reads all of them. Yes, he gets a lot of letters, and I hope he pays special attention I'm to sure, mine. I'm sure he does. 
not doing too much on the on the present front this year. We had to put a ton of money into into the the house because it discovered we had extra money, so it decided it needed something. <laughs> so not much in the way of car stuff this year. Well, and let's be honest, Alan. There's a better than likely chance that you were on Santa's naughty list anyway. Oh well, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm permanent member. I mean, I'm always looking to add tools. Does anybody have a favorite tool that they got for Christmas or something that would be on their list for this year? We have that really nice new heated jacket that we're offering that I saw, and I hate the cold, so that one might have been added to my list late. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to pick myself one of those up. I always like to buy myself a red tool or two for uh, Christmas, so keeping with the theme, I love the Milwaukee stuff. So I actually just picked up a brand new Milwaukee radio, which I'm super, super excited about to replace. As much as I love my old, you know, I have a permanent garage radio, but this one, you can slip that M18 battery right in the back and take it wherever you want to go. And the thing is loud and it's got Bluetooth. So it's right in the 21st century. We have that in the studio, no? Yeah, we have a, a Yeah, patch. that thing's nice. So it works really well. And the one, it's pack it's um, it's pack out lock-in. So you can't beat it. It fits right in all your Milwaukee pack out stuff. And it's absolutely fantastic. And it'll charge a battery while you use it too. All it gets is episodes of Tool Time. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I like your theme, Dave. You can never beat tools for Christmas because it's something you can use all year round. Yeah, Justin was even helping me pick out a couple tools for my dad for Christmas since he uh, works on cars for a living and does all that kind of stuff. So Justin's been helping me out. He's kind of my secret Santa helper, my little elf this year. Uh, just trying <laughs> just trying to do my part, guys. Well, and that's like the hard part about buying like for someone like your dad, especially like Nicole's dad, is like most of our dads, he has everything. And my father is very much, if my dad wants something, he just buys it for himself. So he's a very, I try to always pick abstract, obscure, useful gifts that he's like, oh, I didn't think of this. And that's that's what makes it matters. And that's what, you know, I was trying to give Nicole that list of, these are the things he doesn't think of. Right. I'm kind of like your dad. If I had, if I want a tool or a carper, I just ended up buying it to the everlasting regret of my wife who never has anything to get me. All right, I'm gonna do y'all a solid. So listen up. Years ago, I bought uh, what is called a battery terminal or a wiper arm removal tool. And I bought it for a battery terminal, but I have since used it on about 3,000 other projects on really everything from old Jeeps to pinball machines. And it's the perfect example of a tool that a lot of people don't even know exist. It's got these two little arms that kind of clamp around the, the, the bottom of the terminal or whatever you're trying to pull off the shaft, and then like a top little spinner knob, and it pulls the thing off. It's, it's amazing. So yeah, go to summitracing.com, type in either battery terminal removal tool or sometimes called a wiper arm removal tool. You'll kind of see what I'm talking about. It's it's the perfect gift for like a gearhead that already has everything. Huh. Yeah, I actually didn't own one of those, Paul, until I was like in my mid-20s. I, I bought one when I was like 24 or 25. And I use, I've used it so much, I had to buy a second one because I wore the first one out. I have to go look for that. That is a fantastic idea. You know, I'm doing a secret Santa this year, and that's definitely what I'm going to get to put in the box. You see, well, there you go. You're welcome. Um, Man, we've been talking for close to 30 minutes and a lot of a lot of interesting stuff. Anybody have any other Christmas topics they want to bring to the table? You know what the one thing we forgot to talk about was? <laughs> no, what, what's that? As you know, every year we track Santa through the NORAD thing. And I learned the story of NORAD the other day on how that came about. You know, we all track Santa through NORAD now. It's like a very novelty thing. And NORAD is like the national, that's like the national tracking radar thing. I, I can't remember the exact year, but the red phone at NORAD rings. 
and the guy picks it up and he's like, hello? And it's some little girl and she's asking for Santa. And he starts to freak out for a second and then he realizes it's a kid. And then he's like, oh, then he kind of puts on his holiday cheer and starts to talk to her and, you know, about where Santa is in the world and all this. Well, it ends up Sears listed the, they had a hotline to call in to call Santa and it was one digit off from the NORAD red phone and they Uh messed it up in the paper. And so for every year on, they did the NORAD Santa tracking thing. And, you know, back, I mean, back then it was call in and see where he is. Now it's, you know, we have the World Wide Web and you can jump on the computer and see where Santa Claus is. But super crazy, like, I mean, I think that just is a kind of embodiment of holiday spirit where, you know, he could have hung up or, you know, been very shrewd and ruined the holiday magic for this little girl. And instead, this guy played the part and created kind of a timed holiday tradition, which I just think is absolutely fantastic. And it's a really funny story. I remember doing I remember doing that with my kids. Yep, same here. In the late 90s, when the, all you had was a motive, so it tracked really, <laughs> really, really slow. Then you lost it, then it came back. So yeah, that was my last piece to add. I, I forgot to bring that up. <laughs> Justin, bringing in one final taste of, of Christmas trivia. Uh, don't call me Ebenezer, but uh, that clock on the wall is about ready to strike midnight. We got to think about wrapping this up. So I'm going to turn the floor over to you. Um, do you have any last parting holiday wishes or holiday thoughts to impart on our audience here? Uh, we no. were not prepared for this. <laughs> so, you know, I'll, I'll go first, guys, you know, because I'll, I'll start this out. You know, we've had a lot of fun this year making all sorts of different podcasts, talking to a lot of cool people. And um, we couldn't do this without you friendly folks out there. So... We appreciate your listening. We appreciate you guys. And we can't wait to see after Christmas what the new year brings and how much more cool car stuff we can do. So you guys make sure to stay warm, make good choices. Don't talk to strangers. And if you do, they're only a stranger once. (laughs) Stay away from unwrapped candy canes. Enjoy your holidays with your, with your, with your family. I'm, I'll get a little sentimental here. I lost my dad last year and last christmas and the christmas coming up is it's just not the same so if you have your all your family around give everybody a hug say you love them merry christmas because you don't know when you'll be able to do it again yeah i'll follow up to what alan said you know i think this has been a lot of fun just talking about some different memories and i know that uh alan you talked about going you know kind of back to your your bike story and everything so uh, it's a it's just a wonderful time to think about those types of things and uh, not take for granted uh, the good folks around you. And that's why also I would I would echo what Justin said. Thank you so much to our customers, our, our listeners, our, our social media fans, people that read our articles, just the community in general. It's It's been great. I hope everybody has a great holiday. Thank you guys for everything that uh, you do to support us and, um, you know, the podcast that we put out and the articles and everything. And also, if you've never owned a MOV 96 Dodge Stratus, you should really treat yourself. (laughs) Speaking of blessings. (laughs) Thanks for everyone for uh, listening and subscribing to the podcast. And if you haven't, subscribe to our YouTube channel because it's got great content there as well. Um, And also check out all of our awesome articles on our blog on all cylinders as well. And follow all, all of our social media channels. And hopefully everyone has a great holiday and 
Yeah, and then maybe there will be some fun projects on the horizon for our Summit Racing YouTube channel. I'm sure Justin has plenty of fun stuff up his sleeve for that. I think I just heard Justin's blood pressure go up over the microphone. (laughs) Uh, What can I say that hasn't already been said? Thank you so much for making Summit Racing and On All Cylinders part of your gearhead life. Hope you enjoyed listening. We'll be back in January with some fresh episodes. Until next time, from all of us at Summit Racing and on all cylinders, have a Merry Christmas and a great new year. Happy Happy Holidays! This has been the On All Cylinders Holiday Podcast Spectacular. Powered by Summit Racing. We'll return to our regular format for our next episode when it's posted on onallcylinders.com. Onallcylinders.com. Ho, ho, ho!